Hello again. Welcome to This Is Everything, episode number seven with Cesar Mata. Um, another quick intro at the top. I'm going to say pretty much all the same stuff I've always been saying. But um, yeah, you guys are doing awesome. Thank you so much for listening uh, this far. And any new listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been good. I'm excited to see where it goes, as always. And yeah, um, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes, please go ahead and do that. If you want to go ahead and leave uh, a review, you can uh, give some stars and uh, write a little a little something there nice. Um, that'd be great. It helps a lot. We're kind of starting to creep up the uh, iTunes charts a little bit. So uh, those reviews uh, will help and maybe get some more, uh, get us in some more people's ears. So yeah, um, thanks so much. Again, if you want to follow any of the great stuff we have coming out of State Lines, uh, we have uh, multiple podcasts. We have more new podcasts coming out soon that we're working on. Um, and of course, all the articles and stuff that we usually have coming out. So you can follow all of us um, on State Lines at state-lines.com. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash datelines. Twitter is at tweet statelines. Instagram is at statelines. And Tumblr is official statelines.tumblr.com. And you can follow my personal Twitter. I'm at Daniel underscore Cura. And uh, yeah, so this episode is really good. I'm really excited to have you guys listen to it. Uh, it's with Caesar, who's a great, great friend of mine, one of my best friends. We used to live together. Uh, we met in college, um, our freshman year of college, and then kind of uh, went our separate ways and it came back together and um, yeah it's a really good talk we talk about um, actually a little bit of our backgrounds uh, we're very similar uh, my family came from Cuba uh, uh, Caesar's family and himself came from Venezuela when he was a kid about 11 years old so we actually dive into that a bit um, in addition to all the good stuff but also about like how that was coming uh, to a new country as a as a kid uh, learning everything and um, how that kind of influenced and kind of like spirals off into how that goes into um how we found music and we kind of talk about like all the early music we used to listen to um we kind of reminisce of early 2000s uh, pop punk and all that kind of fun stuff and then uh yeah we actually talk about college a little bit just being the young guys that we are and uh how maybe college didn't really live up to what we uh what we thought it would be on the uh on the back side of it um but yeah it, it's cool it's kind of a a bit of a culture talk and um, a fun music talk. We go into art and uh, us writing as musicians and stuff like that. And uh, off that, we actually talk about a band that he and I, in addition to some other friends, were working on that didn't work out. Clearly, we're not doing anything with that right now. But um, it's the first time we kind of openly talk about what happened there and uh, kind of why it didn't work out and kind of put some stuff out in the open. And it's fun and we have a good talk and great friends. And I'm just excited for you guys to listen to it. So... Please um, follow Caesar. He's at Tidal Wolves, T-I-D-A-L-W-O-L-V-E-S on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, do all the good stuff. And uh, here it is, episode number seven. This is everything with my guest and one of my best friends, Caesar Mata. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hello. Thank you for coming. Of course. Well, the picture's so fancy. I brought my water. Max, stop sneezing. Oh my god. Max. Um. So how you is? I am doing good. It is so hot outside. Yeah. I don't know where I'm wearing a long sleeve. So, um, I guess I should mention to everybody hearing that my dog is freaking out and sneezing into the microphone. Max, come here. I guess we should mention that 
He's freaking out because we used to live together. Yes. So we used to all be roomies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so what's new, buddy? Just let him do it. <laughs> Good? Alright, bud. We don't know what he wants to listen to you sneezing all day. Come on. What? What? Sit over here. Good boy. Uh, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to. I was going to have you on anyway, but then also everybody I was talking to was like, oh, well, let's try next week. And I was like, crap! <laughs> Who's on a plug right I now? need somebody! <laughs> Caesar's not doing anything. Nah. I was sleeping. Uh, yeah, so I guess, like I mentioned, you are, or not are, unless you're hiding in my house, we were roommates along with Nick, who might be on this podcast soon. Yes. So, um, yeah, I always feel like I start talking about like stories about how I met people, so we could probably just save that for later. <laughs> uh, so what's anything like pertinent on your mind? or? Um, I, I don't... Getting started, started is always kind of like... Yeah, let's let's do something good. I was thinking about it. I was like, what are we going to talk about at the beginning? Because I've been kept, like listening to your podcast, and I was like, it's always like... I don't want to ask anybody a question, so... Well, I mean, I do, but I always feel like it's such... I mean, this is even better than just being like, so, the welcome to... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> welcome to Cures Like, my dog sneezing into the microphone is better than just awkward, yeah. whatever. So, I thought it'd be pretty funny. I don't know... I don't know if I've heard you talk about your 21st birthday. No, I have not done that yet. But, I think 21st birthday stories are... Pretty hilarious. So I was about to say, like, I thought I remember a lot of it, but I don't think I, I remember a lot of the pictures. And then like, okay, I was about to say because you weren't there. You weren't there. I was not. Okay, because at first second I was like, wait, was Caesar there? <laughs> was I that drunk? Did I meet him before I met him? What? Well, we met. Um, we met before that because we had we had one first. Yeah. Well, we met before that, but we didn't start hanging out. Like, yeah, yeah. Because we had a uh, one. <laughs> yeah, we had one college uh, class our freshman year. Was it two? English English one? English two? Two. Some, we had to write a lot of essays. I remember that. All I remember <laughs> is it was, it. it was a morning, like an 8 a.m. class. so early. And we became friends because our teacher was really uptight and everybody else was really uptight <laughs> so we would take turns sleeping and just wake the other one up when like we had to do something. <laughs> Quiz. Yeah, uh, yeah. so then we met, I think we did a project together or something, and then we just kind of stopped hanging out, because the college is weird, because like, after like, weird. well, because like, college, you meet people for like, what, four months, and you're like, together all the time for a semester, and then like, there's Bye. so many, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, like, there's so many people I've met, and I don't remember, and like, we hung out so much, because we had to. And Especially, just... like, with Gen Ed's class, because, like, literally everyone in their mother that is, like, I mean, you could meet, like, an archaeologist there and an artist and, like, people with all these different aspirations and then, like, you're never seeing them again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people end up becoming, you know, like, the Facebook friends or whatever, which is, I think, what we did. We did that whole gig for a while and, like, you know, we talk about music and guitar stuff every once in a while. Yeah, and then um, we decided we should... Yeah, <laughs> like, what is hang out. <laughs> Start hanging out. It's like, it's a good idea. And then, like, a month later, like, let's live together. <laughs> <laughs> that was true. Summer later. All right. I think, yeah. Okay, we're moving in. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it was cool. But yeah, so we skipped all that time. So we were, like, 
the first year of college, and then we didn't hang out till like, because then we graduated. I think we hung out. We started hanging out like, like the beginning of senior year. No, it was, it was like I think it was summer. I don't know. I think we started going to the football games. Cause that, that's my first memory. Of you. And like, we gra- we graduated you, in December. So you invited me. You invited me to one of the first football games. So like we met like. So like three a year before we graduated. Yeah, three oh three years prior we met, and then like we started hanging out like the fall <laughs> before <laughs> the fall before yeah. we graduated, and then we graduated together and sat together and everything, and then decided to to live together for three yeah, years. Because I remember that summer was wild because we kept doing the uh, World of Beer Wednesdays like all the time. Man. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was when um, I didn't have to pay rent. <laughs> And you I weren't married. No responsibilities. And I could just <laughs> blow all my money on beer on Wednesday nights. On a, on a school night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We lost a lot of time. But, yeah, no, it was kind of funny, though, because, like, we talk about this all the time when, like, when we met, like, we actually, like, started hanging out and, like, getting to know each other better. We're, like, we're pretty much, like, the same person growing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... Two little Hispanic kids, like, playing Pokemon and doing all this other stuff. Right. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like, we're, like, we're just stupid. Like, we missed out on, like, three years of friendship because yeah. of college. Yeah. <laughs> I missed out on a lot of stuff because of college. Like what? Like, life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, like, watching TV and, the one, the and one, sleeping. One, one thing I remember <laughs> about college is, I, ate, I, I think, like, I single-handedly, like, kept that subway alive. <laughs> in the middle of Cooper Hall because like that is, like I I can't eat Subway now because I had so much of it in college, just five dollar footlongs every yeah. day on a college budget. <laughs> That's two meals. Yeah, I feel like you and I because you lived on campus and I didn't. So. I, I lived on it. I lived there first year because like you were supposed to like. If you weren't, like, locally... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you weren't within a zip code or whatever, like, you were supposed to stay on campus for, like, the first year. And I then you could that. move out, and then yeah. I immediately moved out. That's was, probably my one... Because you and I kind of had opposite experiences, I'm sure, because of that. That's probably, like, my one... Re- if I had to say, like, a re- regret from college. Regret? I mean, I couldn't afford it anyway, but... So I lived at home, but at home was, like, a 30-minute drive, so I didn't do much, <laughs> yeah. like... Essentially, after class, like, if I left campus, I was just not coming back because it was just, <laughs> it's not worth it. So, like, I missed out, like, just on just, like, random stuff. Like, oh, you want to go to a soccer game? You, you know I, what I mean? I think it was, like, easier to skip class on campus. Probably. Because <laughs> you're like, I could just sleep until, oh, look, a 10 minutes class starts. Oh, let me just sleep some more. Yeah. I used to, my first year, um, so my first semester, my older sister was still at school. And she was at she was in a sorority, and the first semester of school, like they kind of unless you know how to schedule your classes, they're just like here, these are your <laughs> piece of shit classes. Have <laughs> the worst schedule possible yeah. because you don't know. What you're Literally, doing. It, like three or four days a week, I had. I remember it was a five hour break between classes. <laughs> like what? Do I well, do? And that's not an exaggeration. Legitimately five <laughs> hours. So thank God my sister still lived on campus. So like I would just go like she would just i don't know if she gave me a key just go hang out with a bunch of yeah. sorority girls like anybody listening is probably thinking like <laughs> oh man daniel had like the best college experience literally Lord i just went, like because i was off essentially like their little brother to all of them okay so like i just had a key and I'm like what's up i'm gonna go take a nap in my sister's bed <laughs> <laughs> like this kid on campus yeah so cool that's too funny ridiculous
Yeah, but um, it got better. I figured out how to schedule classes. <laughs> I figured out how to college. <laughs> out of college. Oh but. my god. Yeah, no. I think my freshman year, because I was I was a biology major, so all our classes like mostly like in the morning and stuff like that. But I remember like being super jealous of like the business kids because. Even the first year, they were like, yeah, I got two classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that's my schedule. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, you're doing that, and I'm killing myself? And, like, four right. classes, six labs, yeah, doing all these things? I just, uh, oh I think by the time I got to, by the time I finished high school, like, I really applied myself, and by the time I got into college, I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm kind of done. The thing- so, like, I just, I didn't apply myself as much in college as I probably should have, but, like, yeah, I don't know. Because I was in pre-med, and then I just kind of didn't, like, I, I think I was just in pre-med for the wrong reasons. I just didn't really didn't care, and I was it's like... Generic. Everybody's going to be a doctor. Yeah, pre-med. I was just like, whatever. But then also, like, I didn't realize, I feel like colleges are notorious for having really, I don't want to disparage but like really crappy staff for so like at least personally my uh <laughs> my uh um advisor mm-hmm. when i was in pre-med so i took so i was like un, undeclared so i could take all my basic crap out of the way for like my first year and then like i think it was sophomore year i, I was like yeah i'll, I'll Sure, I'll be a doctor. <laughs> that's, that sounds fun. That's not a life changing decision. That's literally how I just I was like, okay. Doctor? 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 Doctor. <laughs> uh, but so we. Uh, we need to talk about that. Yeah, inside sure. jokes. <laughs> but like, so, so I took pre med, and then after like a year or so of just like kind of getting by, like I went to go see my. Um, my advisor and she was just like one of those were just like didn't just expected you to know everything and she was like so okay so where are your uh where are your shadowing hours and i was like hey, what? what i don't know what, <laughs> Do are, the, what, are, the, what are those words <laughs> so apparently she hadn't told me bless you max my, but um i needed to start like just following shadowing doctors and stuff like following them around and I guess just creeping again not sleeping anymore but I was like oh okay well thanks for telling me that and that was also simultaneously at the time where I just like started like getting D's in all my classes <laughs> so essentially D's I did for doctor right okay, I, I'm it, doing it sounds right. good to say I dropped my major but they just kicked me out <laughs> so oh my God. but yeah so then I but the cool side of it was so because I was in pre-med I was taking all these courses that, like, so when I switched my major to uh, sociology, which I loved, and the reason I switched is because they told me, like, a lot of, like, the the nurses, the nursing students take it. I was like, okay, well, until I figure out whatever. But then I just like sociology in general, and I'm really glad I took it. But, like, also, I was like, oh, I already took all these math classes? (laughs) Score. So I just, like, (laughs) had the easiest schedule. That is awesome. I mean, not easy. Sociology was pretty tough. Had some tough stuff, but, like all the crap I didn't want to do anymore. I was like, freedom. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, kind of like with me with math too. Like as a biology major, we do more conceptual stuff. Like, yeah. As far as genetics goes, that's pretty much like the extent of our math yeah. ability. Um, so I took, I took basic like math classes, calc, stuff like that. Yeah. But I made sure like I took care of them like in the first two years. So I would never have to touch math again. <laughs> yeah. Ever and I haven't needed math 
yet, and when I do, it's just calculator app. So it <laughs> yeah. works out. It works out good. But but yeah, no, I hate the advisor experience. There was brutal. Um, we had like we had to obligatory meet with the with your advisor like your freshman year and then after that you know it was just up to you to go do it and my experience with them was so bad that i was like i'm just gonna handle all my stuff and you know i ended up like talking to kids that have been at usf for a while and that's how i learned the ropes of like how to finagle your schedule the right way and how to do this and how to do that and it just sucks <laughs> that you like give for this institution so much money, and they can even help you set up your day right. Yeah, um, but it's cool. I have a I have an expensive piece of paper now. Right, I and... got <laughs> I got my expensive piece of paper late, <laughs> and like a semester later than from when I graduated. Like it's like I walked with you in December. It was December two thousand eleven. We both graduated. Yes, but because I had a lazy ass teacher. She didn't submit my grades until, like, the next semester, so I didn't get my diploma until, like, the summer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, way, the reason I did that was because when I came in, they had me down as a psychology major. Yeah. I was, like, soft science. So I switched, and I, I did IB in high school, so it let me do... It let me come in to college with, like, 33 credits, which was pretty baller, so I didn't have to take a lot of gen ed courses. Yeah, but that first year was me getting screwed over by the advisor, and like they put me in classes that like I didn't need to do, and yeah, and because of that, you know, I got delayed like a semester. So when it came time to graduate, I was three credits away from it. Yeah, from graduation, and so I had to take two classes, <laughs> and that was and that was it, and I took. What did I take? I took, like, human behavior, something rather, and then I took, like, this, like, just try this out course, which was a symbiology elective, which is pretty cool. Um, but I, I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, they, a lot of people I've talked to have said that. Like, Noelle, my wife, did not graduate because she, the same thing, like, she thought she was ready to graduate, and then she go see her advisor, and her advisor is like, oh, no, you're missing, like... I don't know, it's like three or five classes or something, and she was like, I'm out. (laughs) She was so pissed because, like, they just didn't mention to her, like, and she had met them before, and like, oh, yeah, you're fine or whatever, and then she was, like, gearing up. That's not the only only time I've heard that happen. It's just bad communication overall. Like, it's your job to literally advise us on what to do because we have no idea what we're doing (laughs) in this 46,000-student school. Right. This episode brought to you by the University of South Florida <laughs> yeah, we love administration, them a lot. administration Department. <laughs> They're overall pretty, pretty great. <laughs> but we met, and you're like my best friend now. Right, yeah. So and we, that was good. You're one of my groomsmen, and we lived together for three years. That bachelor party was so Oh, yeah. If uh, anybody wants to hear that, you could probably just listen to Brad's. Yes. Uh, was it episode number three? Yeah. I don't know. Listen to Brad Winter, but yeah, um, yeah. I had it's it was weird. Like it's been weird. Um, just anytime you like, I mean, when we moved into the apartment together, I kind of had it. Like just moving anywhere, and like after living together with us, us two and Nick for three years, like and like living now with my wife, 
in a house, which it's not like, and it's cool and everything, but like, it's cool house. like every now and then I'd be like, man, I miss the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the apartment was so good. It was like, I felt like it was like friends, but without the other two people and kind of Brad because he lived there. Yeah. But yeah. Not really. Yeah. But it was, it was fun. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I do miss it. Like, I live by myself now, and, like, I dance with my dog. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I talk to her all the time. We're buds. Um, I don't know. It's just a different atmosphere, you know, like, just to wake up and bullshit with your friends, come home, yeah. bullshit with your friends, get drunk, play Mario Kart, hate your friends, <laughs> yeah. wake up in the morning, bullshit with them again. Yeah. It's definitely, um, it's definitely something, I mean, it's easy to take take for granted, just, like, the amount of work you have to put into being friends when you're not like, oh my god, when you see them on the way to the bathroom, you know what yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> you guys are like the people I talk to the most often, like yeah. in general, and then like not living together, like there's that that period of like, I haven't talked to my friends in so long. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually here. Oh man, no, I totally agree with that, and it's tough too. Like after like we move out and you know people start having lives and stuff, it's. It's just difficult overall. Like, Brad lives in BFE, and so does Nick. But he'll be living here soon, close. So hopefully we'll... Yeah, he's actually more. moving in right behind my house, yeah, told which me is about crazy. It. <laughs> like, sweet, that's really cool. <laughs> you just come over all the time. I'll drop Ro off and her and I... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But, but, yeah, no, it's like, it's super tough. Like, you try to find the time to do it, but it's like, you know, we've tried to, like, plan out to hang out. <laughs> for like the past three months, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's like, "Can't, again, again, again." Yeah, We're like, okay, just gotta sit down. Yeah, front caucus. Yeah, it's totally different than just being like walking out of your room, be like, "Hey, wanna watch a movie?" <laughs> Jersey Mike's in five minutes. Okay, yeah, okay, let's go get food. Oh man, but that, um, yeah, that's that was cool though. Yeah, it was definitely fun. It was a uh... yeah, it was just good times. A yeah. lot of stuff happened there. I think <laughs> a lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how early this happened, but I remember. What was I home by myself? I think I was home. Are you talking about the ping pong? Yeah, ball? that was the first week. Was this the first week? We were moving in, oh and we were God, at work because so you you didn't work a nine to five. Yes, because college point. college tells you that you're gonna find a job, but you don't. <laughs> but you don't. You don't do that. <laughs> Don't listen to college. College is wrong. Oh my god. Yeah, so we were Nick and I were at work and you were texting us. It was literally like the second day we moved in. So like, go ahead. Continue. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we uh we were we were very avid fans of the beer pong game and Nick Like kids fresh out of college are <laughs> Nick had a professional beer pong table and it had like these cool little like ping pong holders and stuff like that by the way just as a disclaimer um i'm not from this country so <laughs> my phonetics sometimes get mixed up so don't bash me for my spanglish i get enough of that shit already from my friends wolverines wolverines <laughs> nectar okay we're done so <clears throat> he's got these like ping pong ball holder things and i'm sure like the night before we played beer pong or something or whatever and we dented one of the ping pong balls, and so I was trying to fix it. So, so I googled, I googled because college, college is also Google. You don't need to go to college. You just need to know how to Google things because that's right. what adult life is. 
School uh, has been a lie. They told so, me there. There's so many lies. You'll get a job and you'll never have a calculator Literally, in your pocket. Google <laughs> everything. How to fix this, Google? How do I fix this? Okay, here you go. Sweet. Um, so I googled how to how to fix a ping pong ball, and it told me to um, use fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to hold the ping pong ball. Like, maybe a foot away from your actual source of fire, which was a lighter in this case. Um, and I didn't do that. <laughs> I put the ping pong ball... To explain, so to explain the heat was supposed to okay, pop right, it out, right? right? So, so what happens is when air gets really hot, it expands. And ping pong balls have a very small orifice in them. Um... So you're supposed to heat up the air underneath that orifice, so then the air in the ball expands, and then your ping pong ball is fixed. I put the ping pong ball way too close <laughs> to the fire. Also, ping pong balls are extremely flammable, because you were not aware. Um, so I lit the ping pong ball in fire, on fire, sorry, and then I started juggling it all around the apartment, and I ended up burning like three spots into the carpet, which was already disgusting when I moved in. But it doesn't matter because there was, I mean, at the end of, like, so the ball lights on fire and I don't know what to do, so I throw it. <laughs> you threw it. So once I throw it, it just went. And yeah. when it went, it landed, it hit the wall and landed on the carpet. So my next move, oh, is I'll just kick this into the kitchen. I did not kick it into the kitchen. I kicked it against the wall where it just disintegrated into the carpet. The the best part about that story was like when you're so you send us a group text and then like it was like in pieces. So like you're like you said I tried to fix the ping pong ball. Like we can't like we didn't have like ten more, but you like I tried to <laughs> I tried It's fix, just so important to me to do something. Like we so you're like I tried to fix the ping pong ball because you're supposed to light it hold it over a lighter and I was like, okay, and then like next text was like but then it caught fire and I threw it. I was like, shit. And then the next text is like, but it's okay. But then I went to go kick it into the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, but then I missed the kitchen. But then I missed the kitchen. <laughs> it, burnt the, it burnt the carpet oh over in the corner. God. It was just like a whirlwind of like, okay, we're good. No, we're not. Okay, we're good. No, we're not. Okay, it's worse. It's, it's getting worse. It's my shit. Okay. Like, we weren't even, I didn't even have like furniture yet. I'm like, we can't burn it down. And I was using like a box as a nightstand. Oh my god, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, we had good times there. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's definitely just weird anytime you kind of go to a different different environment and uh, living with a girl. <laughs> Girls are weird. <laughs> yeah, they're icky, but uh, no, it's cool, and we still see each other. It's yeah. not like we're strangers, but no, not at all. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so I guess going back to um, you, you mentioned us being two Hispanics. So we're similar, but different in the fact of you are from your homeland. I am not from my homeland. <laughs> Most different. Well, that's like South South Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm Cuban, but South South I was Florida. born in Florida. But my my dad and my grandparents and my aunt and everybody came. But you were born in Venezuela and then came here. Yeah, and, you know, this is going to get maybe a little bit dark after all that humor, but... Do it. um, Yeah, no, I I was born in Venezuela, and 
you know, I don't know how, how familiar everybody is with that, um, but it's the very tip of South America. Um, it's not part of Mexico. It's and just a tip? It's just... <laughs> just... I'm so sorry. Just, I'm so sorry. Just the tip. I tried. Just... 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 Anyway, just... Here, rewind. So, it is the north... So tell me about your beautiful culture. <laughs> it's up right there? Um... So yeah, so it's the north part of South America, um, and it's definitely a third world country, and it's a a total, like, crazy culture shock thing um, compared to here. Uh, you know, I grew up there, and and it's crazy. You know, we have so many like different holidays. Like we don't celebrate Thanksgiving there um, because. You know, we we were the Indians that got conquered by the Spaniards. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and you know, we you know, Santa Claus doesn't come and deliver presents. Baby Jesus does that. Because um, Santa's racist. Yeah, <laughs> Baby J is not. He is an equal opportunity gift giver. <laughs> um, um, and we have also we have like. Like Parents' Day, where you know you have you have a Father's Day, a Mother's Day, and then you have a Parents' Day. Um, <laughs> and but then we, you actually get Kids' Day too, so you get bonus presents there. <laughs> um, but it's definitely different. Uh, it doesn't there's not like centralized, you know, cities, and it's yeah. it's like literally like at least so it, it's kind of radical because my mom and my dad are from two totally like opposite parts of Venezuela. My mom is from Caracas, which is a city, like, straight up. It is the capital of Venezuela. Um, so, you know, picture, like, D.C. or New York City, like, a very heavily populated total city vibe there. And my dad is from the island of Margarita, <laughs> which is literally, like, just beautiful Caribbean water, yeah. four houses, and, like, you know giant acre spans, mountains, like, total beautiful, beautiful, like, Caribbean landscape. Um, <clears throat> so I had a lot of fun growing up there. Um, but it's, it, it was, it was definitely different, you know, there's, there's not, like, a, a police force, like, policing mm -hmm. the streets, like, you have military police at, like, different check, checkpoints along mm -hmm. the road, and, like, yeah. everything's so corrupted there, it's <laughs> disgusting, and... Um, and, you know, you only have, like, actual police police, like, in the big, like, metro areas and stuff like that. Um, so it's definitely fun. It's definitely a different experience. Um, we ended up moving here because my mom knew that the people of Venezuela were going to be really stupid and elect Chavez as their next president. Mm, yeah, I think you told me um, that. Slash Sith overlord. <laughs> so she was like... Something. Something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> we're getting... Uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, we're getting the fuck out of here. So my mom and my dad sold every single possession that they had. And material. They didn't sell off my brother. He's not watching. Or my little sister. Uh, she was like six months. <laughs> um, but my uncle and my cousins had already been living here for about six years um, before oh, okay. I moved. So that definitely was a giant help. Um, 
getting here because we had you know somewhere to go and people that already had the experience here yeah. and like my dad had traveled to Venice, to the united states it's 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 so funny to me to think about this now because like you know like he it'd be so cool when he would go there because like he would bring back like all these candies that i don't like skittles and shit like that didn't exist <laughs> yeah, in Venezuela, yeah, yeah. and i would like lose my mind over reese's and like <laughs> it's just crazy crazy crap that, like that like you know you don't really like yeah. value unless like you don't you don't have it yeah you know? exactly like, yeah and you know that's a crazy mentality too here like just in the country you know like people people take a lot of crap for granted that they have um or, you know and and you know it, it it's it definitely puts people at different perspectives and and different work ethics for sure um so we moved here we moved here probably like at the absolute best time to move to a new country um which was like right before 9-11 um, yeah. Okay. So so we moved here, um, like it was like August twelfth, like of two thousand and one, and I didn't know any English besides like what Sesame Street like, taught me <laughs> um, in Venezuela because like we actually took like English classes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, take Spanish classes and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't know any English besides like what I picked up when I visit my cousins or whatever, and. So it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough learning learning English. It's it's a lot of crap that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um a lot. <laughs> yeah. But but it's something, you know, something I had to do. So so when you come to a country and you do not know their language, um they have programs you take and you know, this was called ESOL and yeah, yeah. how it worked is you pretty much like to not lose material like You'd have a class strictly dedicated, like a couple classes strictly dedicated to teaching you English. You had a couple classes with professors that were bilingual. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you're supposed to be in that program. Yeah, I was supposed to be in that program all of middle school. Um, and I ended up finishing, like, the two-year curriculum in, like, for, like, a little over half a year. Um... And then after that, like, they decided to stick me in advanced classes, um, gotcha. which was crazy to me. But I was still taking, like, super remedial English classes. Um, but I knew, you know, like, even even so little, like, I knew, like, you know, the sacrifices my parents had made. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would, like, stay after school to, like, you know, do, like, it sounds so silly now, but, like... I was, like, literally, like, reading, you know, like, kids' books and, like, listening to audiobooks and doing all this stuff with <clears> – <throat> there was this one really nice professor, man, Mr. Clayton. And, like, he was super cool and, you know, he was, he was like, the type of teacher that, you know, I wish everybody would have because, like, he, like, made the sacrifice to, like, you know, stay after school and, like – Help me out with like my pronunciation and stuff like that. Hmm, that's cool. Um, so so that was super cool. Um, you know, and then you know nine eleven came and you know it hit everybody like a ton of bricks. Like I remember being, I'm sure everybody remembers where they were when that happened. I was in my advanced uh, geography class, and you know the professor was like, you know, stop everything, you know runs the TV, flips it on, yeah. and, you know, we just start seeing this footage, and it's just, yeah. like, nuts. Um, Must be crazy, because you're here, like, what, like a month, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we come here to to this environment, and it was so hard, because after that, 
xenophobia in the country was nuts. And for those that are not, it's like, like fear of you know foreigners or like yeah, um, you know everybody was very America, very against anybody, you know, and and it sucked because you know because my dad like he went you know he busted his ass to go to college and shit like that and you know he had an economics degree or economy degree whatever it is and you know the man ended up doing like fuck it sucks but like he he ended up um like I didn't find this out until I was like 22 um but you know when you're you're a little kid you're kind of ignorant to to a lot of the shit that happens that you know you now experience as Mm -hmm. an adult Mm -hmm. you know in real life and um, and yeah, man, like my dad was a florist, a bellhop, a waiter, and he, he did like odd jobs, like driving people places and shit like that, just cause like nobody would hire him yeah. and like couldn't find a solid job. And you know, like you hear about the shit and like it breaks your heart, you know, like your mom and your dad, like they, they, they had the same clothes that they came to the country with for like two and a half years like you know it's like just to buy us clothes and yeah pay the rent and buy food school supplies all this shit um so they've made a lot of sacrifices and, and stuff like that um so you know most of my life has been dedicated to <laughs> to trying to pay them back and, and it's kind of worked a little bit um I, uh... Because you bought them a boat. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not. <laughs> we own no, no boats. <laughs> boats, boats. Big boats. Um, so, so yeah, no, I, I mean, in high school, I did the IB program, and, you know, that ended up yeah. getting me college for free and shit like that, so, so that helped a lot, and, and it was just tough, man. It was a tough time for the country, and it was a tough time for people coming into the country, and, yeah. like... It's a totally different culture shock. Let's talk about girls for a minute. So, <laughs> so in South America, um, and a lot of Latin <laughs> countries, is like a really, like, we're very friendly people. Very, very friendly, very warm. Um, zero sense of personal space that's not <laughs> a concept down there. Um, and, and that was a huge culture shock to me here because... Yeah. You know, I came here and people were introducing me to their friends and, you know, girls are cute and, you know, I just started going through puberty and, <laughs> you know, I want them all and, like, so I was like, oh, you know, like... <laughs> like your I, Pokemon? <laughs> you gotta get yeah. you. <laughs> um, all of them. <laughs> um, oh, 12-year-olds. So... <laughs> So, you know, like, when you greet somebody, you know, you give them a kiss on the cheek and you give them a hug. <clears throat> yeah. And the first time I did same that... Same way, same way for Cubans, too, essentially. The first time I did that here, I got smacked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> because this girl was like, what are you doing? Get off of me. You're <laughs> a creep. Great. You jerk. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here I just wanted to say hello and then you slap me across the face <laughs> that's um, amazing and then you know my teacher explained to me you know that people here have like this personal bubble and like they get like most most Americans are very not warm <laughs> touchy feely people so then after that you know I'm not a big fan of getting slapped in the face <laughs> so I kind of stopped doing that 
Um, but it, it was different, man, because like when you're you know in that class with other Spanish-speaking kids that don't know English and are trying to learn it along with you, and you know you keep your customs going with them, and then it, it's just tough, like yeah. you know breaking into a new country like fresh as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, my dad uh, came from Cuba when he was ten, maybe eleven, around that age, and yeah, he like, I mean. Still hard, but he, like, at least, it sounds like your teachers were kind of, like, it was a different, I mean, a lot later. <laughs> like a lot years. later. But, like, um, but yeah, like, when my dad came, he, because my dad didn't finish, uh, finish high school, because, come to find, well, he didn't speak, I mean, he had to learn the language like you did, but he didn't take, I don't think he took classes or anything, it was more just, like, like, in social settings. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so... So he couldn't understand the classes and the teachers or whatever. So he wasn't a great student. And all the teachers essentially told him like he was just not trying and he was dumb and all this other stuff. Come to find out that my dad's <laughs> dyslexic and they didn't even bother like to like he like mild from what he from what he tells me, like and he found this out like they after. Didn't need a mirror to like read the book. <laughs> yeah, but like like my dad reads all the time or whatever, like I mean, it was just really mild, but like as a, that on top of being culture shock and not knowing the language and then your teacher's being like you're just being lazy my dad was like nope okay <laughs> all right sure i don't know but yeah same kind of thing the interesting thing i wanted to so were you guys able to just when you moved here i don't know this about you guys were you able to just leave was that because coming from cuba for example that was not the case for my for my family but was it different um, there? Yeah. So at the time, you know, there wasn't a dictatorship and and shit. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. like the terrible place that it is now. I mean, my country's beautiful and I love it. You know, and later on, I want to take my family and my friends, hopefully, to it to experience it. But it's like, yeah, it's clusterfuck down there right now. Um, but it it like we left with. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even talked to my parents about like. That'd be a good conversation to have, just like the, just the mechanics of leaving a country. Yeah, I know when I didn't find this out until maybe like literally a couple of years ago, I mean like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But and I'm not sure. I gotta. I'm gonna talk to my dad probably more about it. Um, I do want. I think I'm probably gonna have him on the podcast like in the future, so mm-hmm. I might bring that up. But like, he told me, which I had no idea, because it was <clears throat> him, my aunt who is a couple years younger than him, and then their parents, my grandparents, and. My dad told me, apparently, I could be fuzzy on this, and I might be getting it wrong, but, like, so, my grandmother, my dad, and my aunt came, but my grandfather essentially had to work to pay a debt to let them, so, like, he didn't come for, like, a year, maybe two, and he essentially worked, like, on a, like, like, a worker's camp, like, a worker's, uh, like, I don't want to say concentration camp, because it's not that, but, like, it was just essentially just like, and no pay, so it was like, lack of better terms, like just, slave labor, yeah, like just working, paying yeah. off the debt so he could come. It was essentially paying off the debt to the country for all three of them, like, and, like, and then including him. Yeah, I wonder if there's like, like you know, like them three are leaving, so like Cuba's losing three people. Yeah, I'm not of, sure like, exactly. Work, and like man. I said, like I'm fuzzy because I didn't find out about this until kind of like in passing. My dad mentioned it like it. Like, to me, he and I were just talking, like, at, like, Thanksgiving, like, two years ago, and I was like, what? <laughs> 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 How did I not know this? But, like, 
Yeah, so apparently he just, like, stayed behind in, in Cuba and, like, just, and it just blew my mind and, like, so. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as I remember, um, we just kind of just went. But, yeah, then again, you were you a know, kid. Yeah, it might have been stuff that so you didn't know. It's fuzzy, too. Yeah. But, um, I know when we came, like, we stayed with, you know, my uncle and my aunt and until, like, we got settled down and could find, like, a place to live and stuff like that. But I know, like, the most, the craziest thing was, like, getting papers and mm. green card and all this shit, man. Yeah. Like, you, you think, you know, that shit's expensive. And, you know, the lawyers, we had lawyers for, like, four years working on this stuff. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah I remember when you got your citizenship. Oh, my God. Because like, so we, were, we were in school. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you got it. Yeah. Um, I think it was, like, 2010 when I got it. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy, you know, there's a lot of rules to becoming a citizen here, but, you know, my family knew it was, it's for the better, specifically, like, education-wise, too, which is actually slightly hilarious, because, (laughs) so, no, regardless of all the college talk we just had, um, what, the the school system there is, is kind of cool and kind of different, and I wish America would kind of pick up on that fact, um, like man, they capitalize so much money here. So, so over there, the school system is you know we have pre-K and we have kind of like what we call like secondary school, which kind of like runs you from I want to say like sixth grade to like senior year mm-hmm. um, of high school, and then after that, you have the choice of you know going to college or you can go straight to med school. Huh. And you go straight to law school and like like yeah. big vacation no schools like that, um, because like they're like we're not gonna waste your time reteaching you all the shit you just learned. Yeah, where you could just start saving lives or yeah. start you know putting people yeah. away or something like that. I think that's what killed me with going back to like me <laughs> flunking out of pre med was just like I feel like I would have liked it if I were doing stuff. Yes. Pre-med itself was just, it was just ridiculous. It's, it's redundant. And I know you need the information, but also I feel like, I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I might be <laughs> pissing people off making this generalization, but like, yeah, you need a lot of information. You need to be, you need to know, obviously, what you're doing, but also I feel like at least half of it is also learning by doing. Practice. You know what I mean? Like, and just, I think that's what kind of burned me out was just like reading a book for like this goal like 10 years in the, yeah. down the line you know what i mean it was, but yeah that's, sorry that's also no that's also one of the things that you know discouraged me from doing medicine as a career was was exactly that you know besides like the four hundred thousand dollars you're indebted in, etc <laughs> yeah, yeah and all the shenanigans that comes after that um was just that because because i mean in ib it, what you do is the first two years of high school you do four years of high school and the last two years of high school, you do the first two years of college, mm-hmm. information-wise. So I knew a lot of all the science-based stuff. I So when I was doing college, like I was like, I already know all the shit. So you know, it was easier for me. It was easier for me to do that transition material-wise. Um, but I was feeling the whole time, I was like, it would just be so much easier if I just went you know, straight into med school because... The first year of med school, like, it's just, you know, you learn new stuff, but you review old stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so the way they're doing it in Venezuela is kind of crazy. And, and it was a big, crazy shock because when I came here, I came here 
and seventh grade, seventh grade, yeah, and the what I was learning in seventh grade, I had already learned in fourth grade. Jesus <laughs> in Venezuela. Yeah. So it was like a crazy like am I like back in time? <laughs> what is happening here? Um, Superman. So like the cool thing that we had here was Bill Nye the science guy on TVs with the big straps around them. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have that there. Um but yeah no as far as like material goes, like I was making like oral presentations when I was, you know, fifth grade yeah. and shit like that. But yeah. like about like planets density and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Not like whatever, you know, like garden projects or some shit. Um, but, but that was, that was crazy. And I just feel like, you know, we would be so much more efficient if we could just start pumping out <laughs> doctors and lawyers. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand here too, because like, you know, college is like the experience of college. Come here and do all this yeah, crap. But I don't know, man. It's like, I feel like it's an outdated promise. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's, it, and, and like right now it, it sucks too, because our generation got, I feel like really really screwed really bad because before you were going to college bachelor degrees meant something you you're know? getting a job yeah yeah now if you don't have a master's degree you're not going anywhere essentially now like they've said that a bachelor's degree is equivalent of what uh, a GED used to be yeah like it's, it's it, like it's, in the job market it's it's preferred like and and it sucks too because like imagine the people that don't even have a bachelor's degree like what do they do yeah yeah you know and yeah. like but well, honestly some of them, some people I know that don't and they just went to like a trade school are doing pretty well because like they the the trade jobs are at least jobs <laughs> no and like if like you livable think about jobs it, like, you're not going you're not working the, at Starbucks with a mask or with the bachelor's you know what I mean and they're they're you know and the thing with trade jobs too they're like. Through necessities, like for the sure. for yeah. like the life that we have right now, and like everyone's living, like you're never not gonna need a plumber. You're never not gonna yeah. need an electrician. You know, yeah, yeah. and and you know it, it's smart like now for some people to go take that route because that's job security and you know and it's quicker unions and all the shit. Yeah, you don't cheaper. invest so much money in doing this and mm -hmm. doing that, and you know you're already saving money, and it just sucks that like everything's about money, <laughs> <laughs> cash, cash, cash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess we covered school. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to talk about government. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I guess kind of, I, I guess what's interesting to me is because we, I mean, you and I, I from the beginning before, like, when we met and, like, before we kind of became, like, as close friends as we are, we always talked about music. So, like, and we, I mean, we still do. Mm -hmm. And when we live together, that's, like, all we did, but um, yes. <laughs> either listen to music or finding new music and and whatever. But as yeah, far this, as this is bad YouTube video. so when so I guess I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but I was interested in like how like when you started finding music in relation to like you coming to America because oh, man, but then again one. but then again you were like what twelve so that, I feel like that's the time when you start finding music anyway mm -hmm. so you're probably already here for it so um so. So here's this thing about music in different countries and movies and like overall media. So we don't get everything right away. Yeah. Um, like I got Dragon Ball Z years after it came out here <laughs> yeah. and it was the coolest thing ever. Um, but the music that was big in my country wasn't 
local music or you know national acts like of my country like yeah. like th- those were big or whatever but like you know what was popping in Venezuela was Britney Spears yeah like, and Backstreet Boys <laughs> and I'm trying to think so that was what 2001 that makes sense it's like it's the- like I, I I don't know how far back is it because I think I think it was like sixth grade when I because this was like that was 2001 then because if we're the same age. Then okay then I, yeah yeah I don't so know that, math. that that My makes knowledge. sense. <laughs> you might be might have been like, but then again those th- those fads were so worldwide that that. But, makes that, but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. as far as the music that I listen to now, compared to like where I started listening to music, like sure. Um. So then, but again, but what I'm saying is like it's not that different because like as a kid living in in America at that age. I went to a couple instant concerts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Everybody I listen to Britney, listen to, I don't know, I don't know dude. 98 degrees? Listen, you, you make fun, but I went to a concert where Cisco opened for NSYNC. <laughs> Way back in the day? With the thong song. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so strange, oh but that, was, that yeah. was the lineup. Uh, one, yeah, like before I started moving here, like the big thing was, was that when I moved here? I don't remember. When was S Club 7 big? Do you remember them? Um, it's like S Club 7, O-Town. Like all these boy bands. and All the like Disney Channel Yeah, all bands. this crap. So, <laughs> so that's what I listened to when I was 12. No shame. Um, and then, you know, I moved here and, dude, my cousins were totally on a different level. You know, they, <laughs> they were here before and yeah. I have an older cousin who's like two years older than me and then my cousin Joe, he's the same age as we are. Yeah, yeah. Um... So when I got here, you know, I had never heard punk rock music in my life. Yeah. And I had never heard alternative, heavy rock, whatever, mm-hmm. um, classic rock. Like, none yeah. of that, like, was, like, even in my... Because even when you go to restaurants and shit in Venezuela, it's always like, hey, you know, like, you know, like <laughs> fun shit. And it's not not at all yeah. when you listen here. So, so my cousin Gabe, you know, the first album that he gave me was... Dookie, nice by Green Day, yeah, which is still like one of my favorite albums by those guys, and so that's that's how I got into. So he was he was more about punk rock, ska music, um, and then his dad was really into older rock. So like he started listening to Black Sabbath and okay all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he got me into. Because Joe was like into like whatever was popular on the radio or whatever yeah um but because he hung out with gabe so much he got like more into like the heavier rock scene kind of thing so you know we were hot topic kids for like no shame (laughs) for like like, the first two years and it was great because you know it sucks it doesn't suck because like I really like the the way that we demo music there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. They, like every week or every month, like they change up all the albums or whatever. And man, that's how I, that's how I discovered Under Oath. Yeah, was there. Um, that's how I discovered In Berlin. Yeah, that's how I discovered. Oh fuck! What's the name of that band? You sure discovered them? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't listen to them anymore. They had only one album. Um, Say Us In. I listened to Say Us In there. That, wasn't, that wasn't the band. Thrice. I mean, they had a few albums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then after that, it was more like, 
getting to know kids in high school and you know like yeah what they listen to and then i got into that and it was like a bunch of like giant like music coming at me from everywhere yeah um which was kind of crazy so listening to all this music um you know made me want to like i've my my family on my dad's side is like very musical Mm -hmm. like my uncles play music my aunts sing and play music um, so I have the music gene in me and, you know, I've always had that drawn to music and I, I've always been super, super like enamored by guitar sound. Yeah. Um, you know, besides that drums are probably like, would be the next thing I would love to learn drums one day. Yeah. Um, but guitar was definitely what I wanted to get into and I was super jealous that my cousin had a guitar and like she never used it ever, <laughs> ever. And, like, whenever I would go, like, I would just fiddle around with it and sound like shit. But, you know, I, I had fun doing it. Yeah. You know? Like, he was teaching me, like, how to play an A chord and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. He thought he was the shit because he knew how to play <laughs> an A chord. And, you know, back in the day, that was cool. And I got, I ended up, like, for my, what was it, 2003? It was, like, third, 13th, 14th birthday, something like that. I, I you know, I wanted, like, a starter pack Fender yeah, starter yeah, yeah, pack yeah. guitar you know and I still have my Squire um, that you know I got from that the, is it red? I'm making that up no it's black black okay Nick's was red yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah so that's how I started into music I guess you know and, I, and I've been playing it ever yeah, since yeah 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 so it doesn't sound like we had what I was just curious as if that was like any different than like my, my experience is pretty much the same I'm telling you, we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> just well, yeah. <laughs> Especially going from, like, you mentioned, like, um, be, like, kind of, quote-unquote, being a hot topic kid, but, like, listening to, like, those bands that weren't the alternative, necessarily, like, the rock radio bands. Yeah, like, like Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing, like, I was never embarrassed by what I was listening to ever ever because I knew what I was listening to was good I mean you know what I mean because that's why I was listening <laughs> to shit. it but like but also like there's that I mean when you're a teenager there's always that kind of like if you're doing something different it's kind of weird mm-hmm. thing because you're not doing everybody yeah. so like okay. <laughs> so like I was cool like I was cool with like I pretty much owned it but also kind of was like well, maybe this is kind of weird, but like, but also the other hand, like, I mean, you mean you want me to listen to Three Days of Grace all day? Like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know what I, mean? I don't, I don't hate you anymore. Just stop singing that stuff. Like, it's, yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> but like, since like I, for a couple of years ago, I mean, I never really ascribed to it, but like a couple of years ago, I really just decided I hate the term, like, guilty pleasure, especially when it comes to music, mm-hmm. because who <laughs> fucking cares? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I jam everything now. Like, no, no like, shame. no shame. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, that, I'll a, listen to My Chemical Romance all day if I want to, because, like, who gives a shit? That's actually kind of funny. My first concert, which is kind of crazy what I think about now, because I wasn't too savvy with people or bands or, like, yeah. actors, movies, and all that, as I am now, you know, like, hanging out with you guys have, like, expanded my knowledge and all that shit for a long time. But my very first concert that I went to was My Chemical Romance's Black Parade. 
gotcha. concert, which was amazing. But Muse opened up for them. What? I know. <laughs> I didn't know who Muse was then. And I was like, these guys are cool. And then like I listened to them now, and I was like, why was Muse opening it up for MCR? Yeah. What the hell's going on? That's crazy. Yeah. There's a bunch of like. That's one thing. Like I always kind of grew up going to. Well, I mean, starting like in middle school, mm-hmm. going to to concerts. My older sister Jessica was always kind of the one that like took me because. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of like the concert buddies, also because, like, my mom wanted her to watch me, <laughs> make sure I wasn't gonna die or something. I don't know, but um, mom's being mom's. But yeah, the, I'm trying to remember. Like, there's one. There are a lot of really good tours, like back in the early two thousand age. Was my shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Taste of Chaos at the Sundome. Did you go to that? Jeez, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember that lineup. There's. 30 Seconds to Mars, Chiodos, Sayosin, sure. The Used. That was such a good lineup. Like, yeah, like ridiculous for that time. I'm telling you, early 2000s music needs to make a comeback right now. <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, good music's good music. Also, I mean, I'm fully aware that some music I listened to when I was a teenager wasn't, <laughs> they, the bands weren't that good, but yeah, like. I mean, S Club 7 was not good. <laughs> I don't recommend it. S Club Seven, yeah. Yellow Card, I recommend it. Yeah, but like this is like the type of thing. This like, thing is hit or miss. Like you know, I just covered Yellow Card at Hot Topic. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of the things. Yeah, there's know, a old Atreyu was good. Yeah, um, their new album. Like I fell off with them. I mean, well, they haven't really done anything, um, but they have a new album coming out, and I've heard a couple songs. Like Hell or High Water or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like some of their older stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I never got into them super big, but... Um, I, I listened to one album of theirs, which was, I think, their sophomore album? I don't remember. It was the one after the one the one song with the <laughs> lipstick mascara or whatever it's called. It had a sick riff. That's all I remember. Like, this is the thing with me. Like, I remember songs by, like, the riffs and the licks and, like, the parts yeah. in them. Um... But yeah, no, like, my actual, like, personal music space, like, didn't didn't start evolving until probably when I started college, mainly because yeah. I didn't have the time in high school to do this shit. Like, I was, like, yeah. I didn't program and stuff. I didn't have a social life. Like, I hear a lot of the what people did in high school. I, like, I didn't party in high school. Like, I went home and studied. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, my priorities were definitely different then. Um, but yeah, like, my own, like, self like, it, you know, day to remember, I got into them when I started high school yeah and like a lot of like the more heavier stuff um definitely when I got into high school I mean college but I don't know there's there I mean there is a lot of music and, and you're right about guilty pleasures like people like you know be, be proud of what you like to listen to like and don't don't just like oh well someone's gonna like if you want to listen to that thing I like listen care. to yeah, that thing it like matter. it's even and that even like applies to like your life you know like a lot of people are ashamed, you know, like, think back in the day, like, when comics were for nerdy people and shit like that, Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, everybody and their mother <laughs> is, like, into superheroes and this all this crazy crap, um, you know, and those, and there's the people that were, like, you know, true believers that were, like, yeah. alright, you know, like, I liked this before, it was cool, Yeah. Um. but, but yeah, like, if you, like, like what you like, like, don't be ashamed of, yeah. you know, who you are as a person and what you enjoy doing just because... Somebody else is telling you that's not a cool thing. Don't matter. 
Also, I'm an adult, damn it. <laughs> I will buy as many comic books as I want to. I don't have a want. It's my money. Actually, that's a lie. It's really expensive. I cannot yeah, yeah, buy... Don't do that. I cannot buy all the comic books I want to. But, um... Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm all... I'm all about that now. Just like, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I agree. Because... Yeah. Your, your taste is bad. <laughs> you know, like... My music is better than I've all, But I, I was always the... Like, if, even now, like, I mean, I know you know, but I've always been the kid, or the guy, now adult, who, who, uh, <laughs> who, uh... Formerly known as adult. <laughs> as far as music, even music, just kind of, like, sharing, to the point where, like, fully aware that I've annoyed the shit out of people with it, but just, like, when I find good music, like, just listen to this band. <laughs> we do that shit all the time. Let's sit down, like, like, yeah, we do it to each other, Brad and I... Um, when we were in high school, we used to do it to each other time. Like, I would do it to, like, my circle of friends who just a lot oftentimes weren't <laughs> hearing it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> but, um... You listen to the song right now. Yeah. But, whatever. I still listen to all those bands. Still listen... A lot of those bands are still doing stuff, which is awesome. And I listen to a lot of new stuff, which I think is pretty cool. But... I was really actually, like, super excited when Fall Out Boy came back. Yeah, Noel has been really into them, and same thing with uh, uh, Panic of the Disco kind of had their comeback, or his comeback, I think it's just Brandon Urie now, <laughs> but um, I mean, I was a big fan of Fallout when, um, what, is, what's the name of their second album? Something, From Under something, the Cork Tree? I was like, that something, album, something, Cork dude, Tree. That, I listened to that album the other day, or the other day, it might have been like six months ago, <laughs> but like... Still so It jams so, so hard. Oh like, my god. I've, I've had a hard time kind of getting into their newer stuff. Just because it's not really up my alley, but I can I can dig it for what it is. See, I like... I like it's definitely more anthem... Poppiness. It's more anthem pop. And, and, and that's cool, you know, because like people dig that now, and yeah. that's like, you know, things that could be played literally anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mass market sure. or whatever. You know, he's still doing what he wants to do with the lyrics and doing all whatever. And, you know, the band has a lot of freedom, as far as I know. But, but yeah, no, like, for me, like, From Under Cork Tree was, was one, first of all, it was one of the very first, like, albums I actually attempted to start playing, like, you know, by myself. Yeah. Like, like I taught, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I taught myself when playing the guitar, blah, blah, blah. But, but I did, you know, like, I didn't go, my parents couldn't afford classes and, like, the only way I was going to do that was by, like, looking up on YouTube and Googling how to play the guitar. And, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. to tabs, etc. So, like, my first, like, intro into doing that was, like... And I don't want to say, like, their tunes were, like, simplistic. Um, because now, like, it's so it's so radical, like, how you think about it. Like, how much I struggled playing, you know, Sugar We're Going Down yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, To now where I'm like, sweet, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, I mean, pop punk in general is a lot of... Um... A lot, I mean, this isn't, this is a, I think a good thing, <laughs> but like, a lot of sound, riffs that sound oftentimes more complicated than they are, mm-hmm. or like better than, quote unquote better than they are when you're playing, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, sometimes they're not super technical, but they just sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's the punk rock, that's or pop punk sensibility. Like, yeah. They're driving, you know, and like, yeah. like they hit hard and they punch really good. And, you know, that's what I really liked about them. Yeah, one of the first, when I started playing guitar, the first ones I started playing by ear. The two that stick out in my mind are AFI Sing the Sorrow 
but way more technical than I was able to do. <laughs> and I'm sure all of that was wrong, and it wasn't every song. But the album that I could play front to back that I taught myself was um, by ear was um, uh, The Starting Line. Say it like you mean it, their cool. first album. Mm-hmm. That album, so good. Also written by a kid who was like 15 years old or something. <laughs> like crazy. he was, yeah, he was, he was a baby when they, the first album came out. That's definitely one of the things. Like I wish that, like I see a lot of people are, you know, nowadays they're like either you know really good at something or like very passionate about something, and like, like I wish that when I was little, like. Like, I could have found that passion or found the person that introduced me to something, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, Because, like, you know, you hear these kids and they're, like, for example, like, beautiful, beautiful dancers. They're, like, yeah, you know, I've been dancing since I was six. You know, I've always loved it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, like, you know, when I was six, I was taking judo and gymnastics. Yeah, I've always kind of um, been like that, too. I've I've realized that my trend since I was a kid is not laziness. But just because it's not laziness, it's like I'll. I mentioned this on the last episode with Camille. Like I've always kind of not and not lost interest, but almost to the point where like, um, if once I realize that I can do something, I'm almost just comfortable with the fact of knowing that I can. <laughs> like even like way before Noelle and I were dating and stuff. Like to the point, this is gonna sound cocky, but like it's the most best example I can think of, and I probably totally wrong but like kissing girls yeah no no but like even like if like you and i for example happen to go out to like a bar or something oftentimes i wouldn't like if i was out i probably wouldn't talk to a girl or try you know what i mean like but in my head i'm like i could and maybe we hit it off but i don't need to because i'm hanging out with with my buddies you know what i mean like so that kind of mentality like knowing that i could go up to the girl talk to her and probably hang out and have a good time same thing with like, oh, I could get this good at this thing, and okay, that's cool. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, that was my college mentality. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And like, then, like, like it, I could, was, I could work my ass off, and not even work my ass off. Like, I could put in. That's I was not applied in college. Say, yeah. Say, you know, I, I hear was not you. applied. Yeah. yeah. Um, my sister is going to be a, a genius Nobel Prize winner because that girl, like, she will stay up to one in the morning doing homework. Yeah. And like, I see, that was me. In, that was me in high school. But like, co- once I got to college, I was just like, like, man, I, well, I was so burnt out. Yeah. From, like the IB program that I didn't want yeah. to do anything. And like, I was content. Like if, if it was either me putting in an extra four and a half hours of work, like every day to get that a plus, like I'm cool with the a minus. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to like complain about it. Like I'm still getting an A. My GPA is still high. I still get to do what I want and I don't have to do this. So like, that's been a thing of me. Like, you know, that I know I do is I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm complacent, but like yeah, like you know, like like you said, like I know I can do it. Yeah, but it's definitely something that I've once I realized what it was that I need to that I've been working on keeping check, depending on what mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's like people aren't going to the gym. You yeah, know? like if you want to go to the gym, you're gonna go to the gym. Yeah. but if you go to the gym for three days and you're like, could go to the gym or I could yeah. binge watch Daredevil sure. on Netflix exactly. and not go to the, okay, good. Uh, yeah. Ordered pizza. All right. This is great. Yeah, right. Work out. Do cheese curls. <laughs> yeah. Pepperoni curls. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that to keep in check, but like even just like just doing something even creatively, like the podcast, for example, like has been a lot of work, but Bet. also 
there's been days where I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to edit or do whatever I'm going to do. But then also it's, I've always been one to like kind of need to be held accountable to the point where I don't, I don't like being told what to do, but mm-hmm. kind of like, for example, the podcast, like on days where I'm feeling like, oh, I don't, I just want to kind of sit at home and <laughs> eat pizza or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like just watch TV or, or whatever. But like, there's also some, I mean, technically it's more just probably my pride holding me accountable, but to the point where like it's on the internet and people are kind of like, <laughs> if I just stop doing it, people are going to be like, my oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, not even that, but just kind of like people are, some people are expecting me to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's only been like freaking like six episodes. By some people, he means a thousand. <laughs> so far. Yeah, that's bananas. Um, that's so crazy. But yeah, so as long I feel like if I'm held a little bit accountable, like that, no one's telling me to do something, but like mm-hmm. if I know that like I should, then I'll keep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because like part of me is like, I'm an adult, I'll do what I want. You know, I feel like. It, and it's and it's totally you know back to the same thing that we were talking about and like you know being like super passionate about something and putting so much work into something and like you know keep having that passion it's like you know me with music like you know I, I have been playing guitar for over a decade which is just bananas for me to think about yeah but there was also you know very long periods of time where I didn't touch it for like a year yeah I've done the same thing I haven't you know? touched mine and then in a like while. I come back and I'm like fuck am i doing like i'm so rusty yeah and it's crazy and, and it sucks but like you know like when we were you know doing our band thing like i was super passionate about writing music to the point where like i would come home from work and all i wanted to do yeah. was write all i wanted to do was come yeah. up with parts and i was like listening to music all day trying to get influences and like just working my ass off for it and and it's just it's just about finding you know finding that passion like something the that balance. makes you yeah. want to like get up from the couch and not eat the pizza and like <laughs> Which is so hard because pizza is so good, <laughs> um, but but yeah, you know it's like, hard. To, it's hard to play guitar with a greasy pizza fingers. <laughs> you're right. You're way faster. Your action is sweet. Hashtag pizza fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy from Black Sabbath did it. <laughs> pizza fingers. <laughs> Just picture like slices. <laughs> Just we're going on stage. Can anybody have pepperoni? Rub it on you. But yeah, um, so greasy. But yeah, that, I mean that kind of goes back to. Like, what I was saying, and, like, yeah, when we, so, like, for those not, or not listening, for the, hopefully you're still listening, <laughs> I mean, if you've tuned out already, but for those I mean, listening who don't know, like, <laughs> so, so, Caesar and I, along with Nick, who we mentioned was our other roommate, and then Brad, who, who, again, was on this podcast, had, like, we were working on starting a band and writing music and stuff, and it just, it, it fizzled out, and part of it, I know, was, was me, I mean, I feel like it might have been that same thing, and, like, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever really talked to you guys about it or apologized for, like, my part in it. And, and it didn't end badly, but we were just, like, also to the point where it's, like, we were coming from four, four? Is that, did I do the math right? Yeah, yeah. four different creative angles. It's, that was, I think that was, that was, that was the exciting thing about it and... The detrimental part. The detrimental part of it. Yeah, we, we, we all four had different, like, converging ideas as far as, like, background. Well, not even backgrounds, but just, like, what we kind of wanted yeah. to sound like. So that was part of it to the point where like it like it was getting frustrating and then I was to finally I was just like we live together let's not like yeah. like I do not want to like you guys are my best friends I don't want this to cause like any kind of weirdness but also I'll fully admit that like yeah I I feel like I thought I wanted that commitment 
but I really wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Because also that was the first time in my life where I was able to be selfish and like it was just like you said, we, we moved in together right after graduating. So it was the first time in literally my entire life where I could just like go <laughs> home and watch T V <laughs> yeah. or like read a book. So like um Yeah, so I would I would write I would write songs and write lyrics and music and stuff, but like not nearly as often mm-hmm. I wrote a lot I wrote a lot of lyrics, I didn't write a lot of vocals. But like <laughs> to the point where like but also like yeah, it was just like Going kindergarten, kindergarten to um, to twelfth uh, grade, and then four, five years of college. Finally, like being an adult and being like, I can do what I want. <laughs> I can watch a movie, but um, yeah. So it was a weird balance of like, I didn't want more homework mm-hmm. after graduating, but I should have done it. <laughs> but, but I should have done homework. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know if, but it was fun. For me, it was like, so at the time, you know, after college being so awesome and telling me that I was going to get a job and I didn't, it was, you know, I worked for Brad's, um, mom's dad, like furniture shop, you know, for like a good, good six months. Like it was a good bit of time. And, you know, in those six months, I went through, like, I never had, like, a re- rebellious, like, rebel face. Like, I yeah. do what I want. I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck everything, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my whole focus in high school was, like, I gotta go to college. I gotta go to college. I gotta exactly, go to college, yeah. You know? It's, it's, and yeah. I hate that. I hate that now. Like, like I don't want to say I regret college, but. I feel the same way. You know, thinking that, you know, my dream was, like. To go and play music. And this, I have, and yeah. tour and shit. And, like, the fact that, you know. You know, if I could have picked up a guitar when I was 10, you know, yeah. and by the time I was 18, I would have been like, deuces, you know, I'm going to go, yeah. you know, tour the States with my band, even if we're shitty or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, and like, and, and it sucks too, because like now as, you know, a 25 year old, almost 26, like it makes me feel like that's unattainable. It, it I, sorts... I struggle, I struggle with it a lot too, because... We, I mean, like I said, you and I are very similar, but, like, ever since, like I told you, I grew up going to shows, so from, like, 11 till, like, those teenage years, like, I always wanted to, this is going to sound bad, I didn't want to be on a stage, but, like, I, I would go to shows and be like, that's what I want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, I play, yeah, like, not, but not for, like, veterans, like, I don't want to be, like, people watch me, I just want to be on stage yeah. making music, but, like, same thing, like, but it was... Also to the point where, like, had I, I didn't, I never took the time between school to, like, like, maybe finishing, because, like you said, high school, middle school was, like, you gotta do this because you gotta get to high school. And high school was, like, you thought that was shit, you gotta do this because then you gotta get to college. So I took, like, yeah, I took, like, all the college credit courses and then whatever, because you gotta get into a good college. And then, like, in college, like, you gotta do all this shit because you gotta get a good job. And then you get surprised. <laughs> Those don't exist. So like, but if I were like now as a twenty six year old, like I mean again, we're not like super old, and like we we can still like story of the year. Yeah, they're old and they're still. I still, I still do. I, like I still very much ascribe, but actually doing it like that, you can always just kind of do whatever you want, and it's never too late to kind of change what you're doing, mm-hmm. and especially if you're not happy. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah, if I would have 
been if I would have taken a step back from that mentality of like you got to work for this next thing that they're dangling in front of you, like I probably wouldn't have. I don't know, I probably would have like this is going to sound bad. If I were smart, I would have dropped out of college. You know what I mean? No, I agree. But part of me was like just like you, like your parents worked so hard to yes. get you into school, and part of me like, felt guilty like having because that in the back of your mind. Yeah, because my dad, who came from Cuba, same kind of thing. Um, has worked two jobs for as long as I can remember. Ever since I was a kid, he had a lawn business, and he would take me out and like sweating and just doing manual labor. And part of the message was like, you can go to college or you can do this job with me. <laughs> Brown up, buttercup. Yeah. So like, so, and then also he works um, at UPS, and he got me and my sister. I mean, we we put in the work in high school, but like through his job, we applied for. Uh, scholarships through UPS and so luckily all of both of our school was paid like it was for you because mm-hmm. thanks to like partly our hard work but also the work ethic of our parents who know how hard it is and how special it is whatever mm-hmm. so that was kind of that I knew was in the back of my mind in college I was like I can't I can't, can't not do, yeah I can't not do this because my dad has been working my entire life for me to get exactly. get this paper but like so that's heavy, man. Like, that definitely, like, weighs in on you. That's, like, when yeah. we started our project, I was, like, like, to me, I was, like, this has to be it. Like, I have no, like, I don't have a job. I and I feel like I job. felt like that, too. Like, but I like, got my degree. Like, I did my part to, like, and then I was, like, but then, like, it it, it just sucks because, like, you're so, you're pressured so much by, by everything, you know, like you said, like, you know, you would need to go to middle school to go to high school to go to college to get a job to do yeah. this. And, like, you have your parents, which don't have the same experience as you because, like, they grew up in a different country in a different time period, totally yeah, yeah. different generation, different priorities. And, you know, like my mom, she just wants me to be a doctor and, you know, my dad just wants me to get a job and have a family and yeah. grandkids and stuff like that. And you have all this pressure and you're like, and society's like, go to college, you need to do this and you need to get a job. And then you're just like, what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you it's know? like, yeah, and still, like, even as... Even as a 26-year-old guy who has a full-time job, is married, um, don't own a house, which Noel and I are pretty much good with probably never owning a house until, like, we're way older, because, like, but, like, so, like, the the ball started kind of rolling in the other direction of, like, of that, like, the kind of normal, quote-unquote normal life, but, like, part... A big part of me is still like, man, I just I want to just sleep in a van for a month. You know what I mean? I, I no, I like, like so. So my thing, but like to the point where like before Noel and I got married, I'm like, I still really want to do this. Will you? <laughs> would you be cool? Would you be cool with? And my my freaking wife said she would be like if that ever happened. But like again, that's just all hearsay. But like. But yeah, man, I still, it's weird being, it's definitely weird listening to, al- like, my favorite albums, it was weird to the point where, like, oh, I'm the same age, and now it's weird to the point where, like, oh, I'm older than my, fa- than my the musician who wrote my favorite album was, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, it's my, it's so mind trippy. To me, my, my theory about writing music and wanting to play music and, like, what drives me is a couple things. Um, the first one is that, you know, everybody has, like, 
a natural like desire to to leave like it's biologically written into you to want to leave some sort of legacy you know whether it's biological you have a kid you know or yeah. whether you know you're an artist and you do these great pieces or yeah write these books and they're memorable you know my thing as a musician was because because music was such a big part of my life and still is and because it impacted me so much you know i wanted to to do that for somebody else you know like yeah like i wanted to 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 me playing music was about having fun and like that's what that's like when i write music i write to the hypothetical yeah, I remember crowd that a lot. Yeah, yeah. you know that i want like i want kids like to have fun at a concert i want them to you know go there and just kind of forget about everything jam along with their heart outs and just totally lose themselves with the music and moment <laughs> mom spaghetti <laughs> oh god vomit on my sweater right. <laughs> um okay we're not gonna do this <laughs> so so yeah no like <laughs> shut up so so that's so that's a big thing you know i i wanted to to inspire kids and and you know and it and it's kind of crazy that you know i discovered these guys these late but um pierce avail you know like I, I totally made fun of them the very first time because it's kind of crazy how you appreciate things like way later on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the very first time I saw Data Remember Alive, like best experience of my life, um, you know, Pierce Avail opened for them. Uh, we Came as Romans opened for them. Yeah. And uh, Bring Me the Horizon was on that tour. And these were all bands like, I'd never heard of. Like I just came to see a Data Remember and Bob to their music. And, you know, like... You know, I love Pierce now. Like they're yeah. like one PT is like one of my favorite bands and you know, the fact that they're all Spanish kids, like yeah. and like just like like if you really like when I listen to music I, I you know, lyrics are possibly like the last thing I focus on because mm-hmm. my ear just goes immediately to guitars and drums yeah. and and like the riffs and the parts, like they're like the most like one of the most yeah. creative things like I have heard recently and and it's crazy and like you know like and, and that inspires me and like just imagine like how many like spanish kids or just kids in general out there like want to play guitar or want to play drums yeah. or want to play music and you know you had the chance to do that and you know you maybe still do but yeah i don't know it's just crazy to think about that shit yeah and like but the thing is like i've i've kind of noel to, again my wife ridiculous um, but, like, kind of working through that. Cause she's a little bit older than me, but, like, yeah, the whole thing of, like, we're still, I mean, we're not 50. Like, we can still do whatever. And, like, yeah, those bands that we listened to when we were in high school probably started when they were in high school. So those big albums came out when they were probably around, like, 20 to 25. But that doesn't necessarily need to be the need to be the case you know what i mean like in like it's not too late just to kind of no like now that i think about it now like you know i can still do it yeah you know like if i really want to do it like i i like i have control over my life like i don't have to go to college anymore yeah you know getting a job would be nice and it sucks that it's such a ginormous necessity to live yeah it drives me crazy you know like i wish like why can't we just go back to like bartering like <laughs> thinking all the three time. bananas <laughs> For your chicken. Yeah. And then we're good. Like, yeah. I'll eat, you eat, and, and it's awesome. There's no money, you know, like, you go to up to a house, and you're like, all right, this is my house now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. This is just where I live. 
Um, or you yeah. can just build your own shit. Build your own house. Nobody cares. Yeah. But but no, I mean, like, it's it's just... It, I, I, it, I want... It's something that, you know, I've always wanted. I've always dreamed about. I love playing live. Like, there's absolutely nothing like playing live music. Yeah. Even if you're playing in front of 10 kids or 500 kids. Like, it's just the... Not it's not like a rush that you get, but like the feeling of being up there with your buds, you know, playing your music, yeah, yeah. you know, that you love. It's just like yeah. totally. And I feel like that might have been part of like performing, performing, performing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That might have been part of like why our our band or project didn't really uh, work out too, is because I felt like at least you and I like were kind of feeling that pressure of wanting this to be the thing mm-hmm. oh, for sure. that like lived up to like our teenage dream you know what I mean yeah. and then it was just it was just too much pressure and then we put our cards before our horses and stuff oh, but sure. um but yeah but yeah to the point where just like I was I mean I was listening to the stuff I wrote it was good <laughs> yeah we were yeah. We wrote some <laughs> like decent stuff day, but like, like um you don't think about but it, but it was just stuff like I mean it just wasn't also we were frustrated too because we didn't have um, a steady drummer. So like, oh my God, yeah. so like, we would no matter how much we wrote, <laughs> we couldn't write. We couldn't write. You, you, like you I could a, write forever guitar yeah. parts. But. So if you're writing a song and you can write as much as you want of that song, but but if you don't have drums, there's nothing you can do with that. You're song. the people start drumming. <laughs> but Every, everybody, yeah. So there's a lot of things to that, but also I'm to the point where like. Just do whatever, and I'm more to the point as far as music. To, I think we were also trying to f- figure out a very specific sound that we wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I'm very much past that to the point where, like, that's why I kind of came up with that i that idea I mentioned to you of like my, what I'm thinking about doing. But just like, I'm open to just a song being what it is because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Like not ascribing like an entire musical project to one specific sound because because I don't know because I, you I decided know, I, to I know what you mean I changed I changed the way I write um now what I do is like I think of an idea or or a theme or I come up with you know like a title or something yeah. you know and then it's it's so much easier for me to write and be like supremely creative writing to an idea or to a theme instead of like all right we're gonna try to sound like these four songs if this band like sprinkled a little bit yeah on yeah, top yeah. Of that, and then we're gonna write to that i yeah and i know i don't want to say we but i know me personally when we're doing that stuff like i was using my influences in a very unnatural way when i was doing that where i was like well i like these aspects of these bands so i want to try to do that and yeah. put them in a blender rather than this is all the music that has accumulated in my brain and has kind of influenced me and letting those come out naturally for whatever the song is you know what i mean yeah. rather than I mean, just like, like it was just it was like one of those like like weird like uh pictures of like and you just like do you ever see like those like computer games or like like the kids games or like it's just like a person, and like this shirt swaps over here, and then this <laughs> this pair of pants. It was just like a weird like mix and match, like copy paste of like yeah. whatever. But no, I know what you mean, and and, I totally and the stuff agree. was the stuff was good. I liked it, but it was just not. 
What got me? I don't what think got, we're all feeling it. What got me switched to the mentality that I'm now, besides like just writing what I want to the style I want, yeah, with whatever you know, um, man, listening to the Alchemy Index, thrice, yeah. yes, um, so all those good. four albums. I was like, when I was listening to it, like. You just like even like you look at the name of the song, you you feel the name of the song, yeah, and, and their music, like the musicianship, very is intentional, yeah. in there, um, and that's what kind of got me writing more along the lines of themes and ideas instead of like this is the sound I want because like I don't want to say like you'll get grouped into things, but but you will, you know, like if yeah. you want to write country sound and music, you're gonna be looped into country sound and shit. Yeah, you know, as much as you don't want to, or, yeah. or if you do, you do. You know, if that's your goal, go for it. You know, yeah. that, that's what people are doing. You know, I'm just gonna write a shitty country song and I'm gonna get on the radio because people love to drink beer in the water. You know, or something. <laughs> Boom, next country single right there, beer in the water. So, you know, besides that, now now I'm thinking more to like you know the, your artistic side to like you know like how do you put you out there instead of like trying yeah. to take everything that you want to be and then pull all that together and then try to come out with something that, yeah you know may it's, or yeah it just needs to it. it's it's kind of just like in life in general like all of your experiences kind of when, when you're not thinking about it all of your experiences kind of dictate of how like for instance you like you react to a situation same thing i feel like with music or art or whatever you're doing all of your influences will dictate or should dictate how like I said just coming out naturally so however like all all music or art I feel like needs to come from a, a feeling whether it be like an idea or whatever so like if you just let whatever those uh, influences be just come out naturally to what mm-hmm. caters to that song or that project or whatever you're doing I feel like that's the more I don't know natural is better and I feel like even just in playing and like I was listening to an album the other day and um, it's I mean it was, it was a good album, but like even to the point where like I just as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm more I'm more um inclined to like natural, quote unquote, sounding stuff. To the point where like this album was like pretty good, but like you could hear like the edit in the mix, like when the like so much producing. Well, it wasn't even that. Like when a guitar riff would just stop and like. To the point where, like, it was, you could tell it was just cut. Like a and, difference like, between, like, a single take and... Well, it was just, something. you could just tell it was cut because, like, in like it just didn't sound natural. Like, uh, the note, like, the ending note of whatever riff should have gone on, like, half a beat longer. But mm-hmm. it was just kind of, like, really cut and choppy. And, like, if you're listening to the song as a whole, you wouldn't really notice it. But, like, I was listening to my headphones and I was like, oh, that sounds weird. Whereas, like, yeah, like, music is definitely a human thing. So, like... I mean, I've mentioned him, I know to you a million times, a couple times on this podcast, but Frank Turner's most recent album, Mm -hmm. one, is freaking incredible, but two, he did every, every song, he recorded vocals in one take. Like, so, not necessarily the first take. It's impressive. Yeah, so not, not necessarily the first take of every song, but like, every, like, every song was sung top to bottom, and that's what they used. And, um, yeah, it. So that's how it was. Uh, Pierce Avell did the same thing. Well, at least their drummer did. Um, they took he set up his drums in like an abandoned like cathedral like church, yeah. and you know he just banged out the track in one shot. Like yeah. it was never 
chop, chop, yeah, chop, yeah, chop, yeah. chopped. Um, which is cool. Like, and, 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 you know, I agree with you with the whole, like, it's organic. Yeah. Like, the sound of it. And yeah. it's not, it doesn't seem, you know, overproduced. And, and it's just like... Yeah, I know, can't like, stand when it... If something sounds like a drum track or something, it just turns <laughs> me off. Like, but, like, going back to the Alchemy Index by Thrice, like... So, for those listening who don't know, one, you should listen to Thrice and everything <laughs> they've ever done. Um, no, but really do it. I can, like, this is... I could do a whole podcast and just... Like, but... So, for the Alchemy Index, they released four EPs, essentially. And each one had a theme. Uh, fire, water, earth, and air. So, there are, I think, six songs on each one, and they all kind of have to do with that element. And I could get super nerdy about it, <laughs> but, like... It's to so the point cool. where, like, the last song, the last song of each album is all the same melody, but in a different key, and, like, oh, yeah, yeah, so the different lyrics, but all, the, like, they all end, sound yeah. the same melody, different key and stuff, but, like, the Earth one, going back to what you said, so, like, to make it feel like whatever that element they were doing, so the Earth one was recorded in, I don't know the specifics, and I might be kind of wrong, but... In a big open, I don't even know if it was a studio, but like hardwood floors, big open space. So it has like kind of like a natural sound to it, mm-hmm. like when they recorded. But also, they limited, <clears throat> excuse me, limited the number or the amount of time that they worked on each song. So like, hmm. maybe just like half a day a song or a day a song or something. So like, so for that, because they didn't want to like get in their own heads and start tweaking it too much to the point where it we doesn't sound, <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't sound natural because like so that theme was Earth, so they wanted it to sound like natural and whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that same kind of thing. I'm a big fan of that. Like City and Colors, also two, band. yeah, two third two albums ago was just it sounds so good because it was recorded in a church, so the acoustics were just killer. Phenomenal. Yeah. And they played it live like that, and they recorded it all on tape. So they didn't record it digitally. Digitally, they recorded it on tape and did it like the old way. And it sounds—you can hear it. And it sounds like super cool. But. Someone needs to go to like Greece and record on a Pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nerdy music talk. That's crazy. So we, um, we've been talking for an hour and a half <laughs> about everything. College. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about school. I love <laughs> but um. Yeah, uh, you feeling good? Anything else you wanted to, to mention? Or are you um, happy with the conversation? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really come prepared. I just wanted. No, that's to fine. I didn't know like, if like there's something you wanted to mention, really or if we're cool with cool with the conversation as it is. Yeah, no, we could do we could do a second one. Oh no, I <laughs> okay. So bonus. Yeah, no. I, so I I really want to be part of. I don't know. If, did you talk to? I don't know. If, I think it was in Brad's podcast. The Mystery theater. Oh, oh, yeah. The um, yeah. I'm toying with that idea. I gotta figure it out. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be rad. It'd essentially, be essentially, just. I mean, there's other podcasts that have done it, but I think it'd be fun to do it too. Essentially, just watching a movie. I think it'd just be fun, and then just having to just do it. Yeah, watching a movie and then having mics and just recording the podcast we, we as we watch already. the movie. <laughs> yeah, so just talk while while I watch the movie. But yeah, for sure, it'd be fun. We have some some state lines ideas. Uh, being tossed around that I'm really excited about. So, cool, cool, dude. Um, yeah, sweet. Do you, you want to say the the tagline if you remember <laughs> it? I do. Hold on, hold on. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember. I think I remember. Okay, it's so, better. But like, how do how do we say it? Do we say cool things or like? You just well, I mean, now there's a lot of pressure. I know, just but say, like, do I say it in Spanish? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it in Spanish. So uh, I guess just just remember that you know it could be worse. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so good. Right. First, first take was it natural? First take natural. <laughs> Pizza fingers. Pizza fingers. <laughs> Baby Jesus. That's it. Uh, Good night, people. Sweet Giuseppe Cristo. <laughs> Inside mm-hmm. jokes. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Don't spit your water. Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> Bye. Boss, everybody's done. <laughs> Friends <laughs> 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 <laughs>